Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. John Williams forwarded me a post last night. He said, have fun with this one. And it's a social media post. It reads, parents at Hinsdale Central ordered pizza for kids who were being unlawfully sequestered. I think this is in reference to kids who were put in the auditorium for not wearing masks. Was it unlawful? Was it sequestering? These are questions attorney Rich Lenkoff hopefully can help us out. Rich, thanks for joining the show today. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Can you please interpret this judge's ruling? I mean, so the judge's ruling came out, and I think all of us were sort of scratching our heads. Does this mean everybody can go to school without wearing masks and there's nothing they can do about it? Turns out that's not the case. Right. Technically, Anna, this ruling applies only to the 170 school districts that were subject to the temporary restraining order. But if you read uh, the judge's order, it does seemingly render the governor's ability to enforce these mask mandates null and void because it does, uh, at least according to this judge, order that the judge doesn't have the authority to do so because the parties did not have did not have their due process rights enforced in this ruling, number one. And number two, the judge, the state judge said that uh, Governor Pritzker is acting in the shoes of a lawmaker of the legislature, that if mask mandates are to be in place, that's something that is better served for the legislature rather than the governor. So it's a really long answer to a, a short question. We don't know, right? I mean, as you point out, a lot of school districts are scrambling. What we do know is that it certainly doesn't apply to schools that are under quarantine or uh, who have their rights collectively bargained, which means that's why that's why the CPS isn't effective. Mm-hmm. So the lawyer behind it, the gentleman you referenced here, is is saying it's actually very clear. And of course he would. But I want to ask you about this for clarity's sake. Uh, the lawyer is saying that this ruling, in effect, says that Governor Pritzker's mass mandate was that he put out there was illegal, just illegal. He wasn't allowed to do it. Uh, is that true? According to this judge, that's true. Now, let's take that with a grain of salt, right? And you can't take politics and the temperature of the citizens out of the equation, right? I mean, this is a downstate judge, obviously a Republican. Uh, This is a very Republican um, county, a very conservative county. I don't think this will fly necessarily once the appellate court gets a hold of it. Um, You know, the question of whether it's illegal, again, this one judge opined that it was. That runs contrary to the overwhelming opinions of judges and appellate courts that we've seen over the last two years and which have all consistently ruled in favor of the government's ability to impose mandates and vax mandates and so forth basically have sided on the side of public health over individual rights so i don't mm-hmm. think this will be upheld by the appellate court um so you know whether it's illegal is is really up to opinion up to one's opinion and is that why we're seeing so many different schools interpret it in so many different ways they're sort of waiting it's a wait and see attitude we're going to do what we're comfortable with in our school district and see what the courts ultimately decide for sure and i think again you know the question of whether it's illegal is tough to say because of how unprecedented this issue is certainly courts 
for years, for decades, have upheld, have upheld, I should say, governments and school districts, et cetera, ability to impose mandates. We've seen that for years. But I think it's important for individual school districts and communities really to decide what their citizenry is looking for, because we know that this changes every day. And right now, Omicron is on the you know downslope. We, I think uh, hospitalizations are down 50 percent. So a lot of how schools are going to interpret this ruling, if you're outside of the 170, will depend on what your school community is asking for and what they'll tolerate. Definitely seeing that. Thank you, Rich. Thanks for the time today. Appreciate it. Of course. Thank you. 847, I'm a mom of two elementary school children, and I am a nurse currently working on a COVID unit. Wow. Mass work, they are uh, 100% effective? Absolutely not. But any amount of protection a mask can give my children is worth it. A different opinion here. Why do some people act as if these masks are the thin line behind behind life and death when the majority of other states without mask mandates have shown they have little to no effect, especially in the age of Omicron? Uh, my son told me one family in Lombard District joined the lawsuit. So because of the one family, everyone else suffers. My son, his family and friends are all in favor of staying masked. I found that interesting. In some of the schools where they made masks optional, you saw an overwhelming proportion of students and and faculty, um, of course, decide to wear their mask. We are going to talk to a doctor, Dr. Copen, later about the effectiveness of masks, but also uh, some other viewpoints, including a parents group who is trying to get some, uh, well, loosen the mask mandates in the Catholic schools. This ruling didn't in any way impact them. It's private. The archdiocese is meeting with these parents, and we'll talk with one of those parents coming up on the show. Let's get into this, though, real quick here. Parents group is um, in uh, at the forefront of a mask mandate fight. This, these are happening, you know, again, you've, you've seen this happen all across the state. Uh, lots of school districts are figuring out where they might land. They're watching court rulings. They're trying to see what the appeal from the state, what, what that will look like and how it'll impact things. Meantime, I'm in the backdrop of all of that. Nearly 3,000 parents in the Catholic Archdiocese of Chicago have signed petitions to uh, try to get the Archdiocese to relax the mask mandates. Let's talk with Robin Franzen. She's, I believe, with the parents group. Is that right? Robin, did you guys just form, or, or is this a parents group that's been around for a while? Uh, no, we actually just formed in the last month or so, uh, probably the last few weeks, just out of uh, necessity to mm-hmm. fight these these mandates and fight for our children um, as it relates to the mask mandates, vaccinations, quarantines. So it's just a group of like-minded parents that came together out of necessity to find a better way for our collective voices to be heard because we're not what being is- heard. What is the right way to handle this? You know, because it's it's interesting. I said this before. I'll say it again. The principal at my school, after listening to a lot of different um, opinions from parents, some of them very heated, some of them very passionate, said reasonable people can have very different, reasonable viewpoints on this. Um, And 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 it's tough because what is the right path? What do you think it is, Robin? Well, you know, our stance is that the schools are responsible for, you know, the faith-based education of our children. The parents are responsible for their health and medical decisions. And so if if parents want their, their children to wear the mask, that's fine. Uh, but we want the choice. We want to be able to make that decision for our students. And even though the World Health Organization is recommending against masking children due to their overall low risk of illness um, and the effect that it's having on interference with their learning abilities. Mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> here's here's a, a couple, I want to read a couple of these from the text line because you've heard this and, and people uh, don't agree with you on that because they say that the right of freedom to choose, 847 is saying, whether to wear a mask or not, ends where others' right to be safe begins. That's ultimately, I think, the heart of the argument here. A couple of texts to that effect. How do you respond to that when you hear that? Well, and we're, we're following data that that is showing that these masks that they're wearing are not effective in preventing illness. Um, it, it's, when the World Health Organization is saying that it, it's better for them not to mask, then I, I think that we also need to look at that as well. Um, if, if somebody is worried about getting sick, then they're welcome to wear a mask. But having somebody else wear a mask isn't really doing anything to to protect them anymore, and, and, and data and studies are coming out on that. You know, you can go to archparentschoice.com. We have a ton of data showing these studies that you you think that it, it may be protecting other people, but the data is not showing that the efficacy is actually there. So I think, um, can, can you hear me okay, Robin? I'm sorry about that. I'm um, kind of fading in and out. <laughs> Apologize for that. Um, okay. I, you know, I, I, you said the World Health Organization has one viewpoint. The CDC has a completely different one, and this is where we land. Where we land because the mm-hmm. CDC says we still recommend masks for now. It's one of the, the, the a good mitigation technique that we have. Uh, yes, there are other things you can do. This is one of them. Let's keep them in place for now, just to be safe. Well, and you know what, the American Academy of Pediatrics. Um, has declared a national state of emergency in child and adolescent mental health and called on policymakers, you know, to join them in that. There's been a huge rise in mental health emergencies for children's ages 5 to 11 um, and 12 to 17. There was a 50% increase in suspected suicide attempts um, among girls 12 to 17 in early 2021 as compared to the same period in 2019. So I think we also need to to look at that and the effect that it's having on their mental health. And I used to be a teacher for deaf and hard of hearing students. And I can tell you right now, I said from the very beginning that these masks are going to have an effect on the little kids and their their ability to develop speech and phonemic awareness in reading. And and we're seeing that. Um, We're seeing an increase in uh, speech therapy needs with with the little kids. Um, you can't see each other's facial expressions. They're not able to socialize the way they once were because they can't pick up on those little social cues that are present on your face. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the the great arguments for the mask to be dropped in, 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 in those cases even even much earlier because of those kids who were suffering the most. The, the children you point out, um, and, and you know, we realize it's it's. From, you know, it's from a health perspective that so many of these decisions are made. You you do the best you can with the information you have at the time. And here we are now. You see mass mandates falling. It seems inevitable that uh, maybe maybe we're going to see more and more of that across the state. If people want to join forces with you or or if you want to, you know, what the next step is for you, let us know uh, so people can reach out to you and maybe get involved. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We have www.archparentschoice.com is where you can find Um, All kinds of information and um, ways to get involved. And we also have a page full of data wondering, um, you know, how these masks are affecting the children and why we have the stance that we have. Um, And and we we just want the choice. You know, the Catholic schools, we we do commend 
um, the arts and, and the Catholic schools were staying open when others didn't. Um, but I think at this time it is, it, it's time to reevaluate these um, mask policies. And with Chicago Diocese being the only one in the state now that hasn't gone uh, mask optional, um, we're really wanting to be heard. So any, anybody that can, can join in that and, and make our collective voices heard, we, we definitely appreciate that. Thanks for bringing your voice to WGN Radio today, Robin. We appreciate your time. Thank you.